Truth and Transcendence. Brought to you by Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. Truth and Transcendence, Episode 10, The Temptations of Power. So I will straight away acknowledge that at the time of recording, power and opinions in relationship to power are kind of topical at the moment. There are people with all sorts of of, uh, uh, philosophies and attitudes and perspectives about what power is, how power should or shouldn't be used, and how it is or isn't being used at the moment. So I'm not going to comment on that personally right now. In some of the future episodes, where I'm responding to, to some of the requests that have started coming in, I probably will. But in this episode, I'm talking more generally about power and particularly the temptations of power. So if you're suddenly having a little bit of an, an uncomfortable feeling of, oh, have I been tempted by power and have I misused it possibly, then I invite you to give yourself a little bit of forgiveness around that, because who amongst us has not at some point in their lives misused power of some sort? Even if it's only um, relative power over a younger sibling, or even if it's only the ability to withhold something from somebody who wants it. We've all at times, maybe not all of us, I'm making a sweeping assumption here, but I certainly have at times used whatever power I happen to have in the moment in a, in a way that was actually not necessarily very ethical or not necessarily um, in line with, with what is for the greatest good. So, you know, I've had my own process of recognising that and forgiving it. And I also, every now and again, still have moments of uh, wincing slightly as I remember something I did when I was 10 or when I was 33 or whatever point in my life where I look back and think, "Mm, that was not great. But actually, the ability to look back in that way and to have some humility around it is a saving grace, in my opinion. People who never, ever have that thought, you know, Either, they, either they're a saint, in which case, brilliant, or if not, maybe they're missing a bit of data in their self-awareness. So let's start by saying what is power, and I'm using it to mean the ability to act and the ability to have an effect. So if we're laid up in bed sick, as some people have been lately, then our ability to act is reduced. Our power to act is reduced. If we're in a situation where we feel helpless and unable to have an effect on anybody or anything around us, that is also a feeling of powerlessness. So if we think of of power in that way, then when we do invest in our own growth and our own development, we're likely to start to have a greater ability to act and a greater and enhanced ability to have an effect on those around us and on the world around us. 
And then we'll start to feel that difference. We'll, we'll notice that difference in tangible ways, but we'll also feel it within ourselves. That there's a different feeling in the body when we're more in touch with our power and when we're more, when we're actually building and growing and nourishing our, our power. It actually feels different in the body. There's likely to be more of a sense of ease, more of a sense of balance, more of a kind of a glow of well-being, a, a feeling of possibility, a feeling of um, happiness, perhaps, certainly a sense of peace, being at one with oneself. And that's a really very enjoyable experience. And I would say that in its pure sense, that is the the truest, purest experience of being in touch with our own power and, and having grown our power beyond how it was before. But then, of course, what comes in is ego. At that point, what can come in is that mental cognitive faculty which says, I've got all these wonderful feelings. Well done, me. And well done, me can either be, again, a a pure feeling of celebration or it can start to go into an ego discriminatory um, place where we're saying, well done, me. I've done better than other people. I am better than other people. And this is where we start to move into the risk area of of um, using our newly newly felt experience of personal power to differentiate and distance us from the rest of humanity, from other people, or from other people who are not in it with us, as it were. So I had an experience of this um, years ago when I did a very important to me um, personal growth process, and I did this with about 85 other people. And we became very closely bonded because we understood that we were all using the same jargon. We were all, we'd all witnessed each other going through all sorts of um, challenging and vulnerable experiences. We'd all witnessed one another flourishing. We'd shared with one another the outcomes and the benefits and what we were accomplishing. So we felt like a team or a gang or a tribe. And um, we liked that feeling. And if added to that, any sense of superiority that some of us might have developed as a result of our enhanced personal power, that then, for some of us some of the time, led to an unfortunate discriminating and elitism that we felt in relationship to other people who weren't in that group. Now, that, in my opinion, is not a good thing. It is a good thing to be aware of having capabilities, capacities, and so on, and and recognizing when we have something that someone else doesn't have. It's it's useful to, to notice that because that lets us know that this might be somebody who is in need that we could help, that we could in some way be of assistance to that person. But if we then add in a kind of ego Um, superiority complex to that, which says, well, we are then better than that person. That then leads us into a very dangerous place 
where we start to become prey to a prevalence for seeing power as something to be used over other people. So power over is a phrase you you may have heard. It's actually a social norm for many of our cultures, certainly the culture I grew up in, in the UK. And I think it's common in, in many Western cultures. I'm not familiar enough with the Eastern cultures to know whether or not it's prevalent over there, but from, from my reading and from my learning, I believe it perhaps isn't as prevalent, certainly for those people with any kind of a spiritual path or a self-awareness path. So what do I mean by power over? Power over is where uh, the power is used as a currency or as a tool or as a leverage point to increase our advantages over other people or in some way to cause other people to, to do things for us or to give us things or to comply. So in other words, we're using our power to our advantage and to other people's disadvantage. And to a lot of people, the term power actually means power over. To a lot of people, the two things mean the same thing. But actually, the the, the true use of the word power does not mean the same as power over. It's just that power over has become a social norm now. So it's considered normal, let's say, if you're in a hierarchy and you have a senior position in a hierarchy, which you probably do if you're listening to these podcasts, it's considered normal and acceptable to use that power over other people to in some way dominate them, control them. It's considered absolutely to be expected, socially acceptable to do that. So you might think, that, that I'm that I'm saying it's it's wrong to do that. I'm not saying it's wrong or immoral. All I'm talking about here is the fact that it is a social norm, and that therefore it's the easiest thing in the world as we start to experience a growth and an enhancement of our personal power for us to slip quietly and without noticing into using our power as power over other people, and we very likely won't be challenged on that because for everybody else, that's the social norm as well. Now, isn't it interesting at the same time that we have quite a strong social awareness of the the wrongness of um, conning people, um, deceiving people. Um, We we don't like concepts like dictatorship. or autocratic decision-making and governing. We don't like those ideas. So we've got a well-developed antipathy for that. But what we perhaps don't always notice is that within us, we have a socially conditioned acceptance of many of those elements, perhaps with a, with a, um, without a capital letter at the beginning, with a small letter at the beginning, dictatorship with a small d, autocracy with a small a. And that we actually do some of these things ourselves in our own lives without even noticing. And with no malice, not being unkind, 
but purely because from our conditioning, that's what people do. Some people have had quite autocratic and dictatorial uh, parenting. Others have had parents who so didn't want to do that, that they went perhaps too far the other way into too laissez-faire and didn't give their children enough structure and enough, um, shall we say, lines not to cross. So either of those is not helpful because either of those doesn't actually help you as you're growing to develop your own felt relationship with your own personal power. And neither of those two examples help you to come to a place where you're actually using your personal power in a way which is not power over other people. Because the, the, the pull of domination is strong. There is an attraction. You know, some people even take this into their sexuality, that in order for them to feel pleasure and to feel stimulation in their sexuality, there needs to be some sort of power play going on, because otherwise they don't feel alive. Now, that is a sad thing. I'm not talking about people who include include power play in their sexuality for their enjoyment as one of the things they do. I'm talking about those situations where they cannot connect with their sexuality without that power play. So again, I'm talking about situations where our relationship with power is in some way controlling us and limiting us and forcing us down a channel which may not be beneficial for us or for other people. But it's that limiting and removal of our choices which is the problem. Because if you think about it, if we want to not follow the pull of domination, the that, that um, wicked satisfaction of knowing that we got the better of somebody, that kind of naughty feeling of, I I tricked that person. I managed to get them to do the thing I wanted them to do without them realizing I was trying to get them to do it. So it's it's not wicked, it's not evil. But that side of us, we need to recognize that side of us is there and that there is a pull to that, that satisfaction of, of power. Because if we don't recognize that, when we have no choice but to follow it. And isn't it much better to have a choice? After all, what's the point of developing our personal power if we don't want to be able to choose how we use it? Surely having a choice in relationship is the whole point. So how do we do that? Well, a very important and powerful thing to do is to go back to our personal values and literally forge afresh a renewed set of values, which may be very similar to the values we had before, but we're we're forging them anew in the light of our newly developed personal power. We've reviewed where we are now. We've recognized that feeling within us and that enjoyment and pleasure and satisfaction that gives us. We've recognized the pull of domination and the social norm of power over. 
And we've said, right, I am going to choose how I use my power. It will be my choice. This will not be chosen by the prevailing social norms. This will not be chosen by that bit of me that likes to get one over on other people. I'm going to forgive myself for having all those aspects to me. After all, I'm human. And I'm going to forge a renewed set of values. And that can be an incredibly exciting thing to do. And when you do that, you may find that some of the values coming through are extremely potent and possibly even quite subversive and certainly not uh, predictable or mainstream. So what that then takes you to is a place where you can discover another power model, which is power with. And this is where you use your power to interact with other people in such a way that two things happen. One, their power is enhanced. And two, the combination of your enhanced power and their enhanced power actually generates a, 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 another level of power for both of you that then has a knock-on ripple beneficial effect to people around you. And power with is a, a much more heady and beautiful and exciting and enthralling experience than power over. And what's more, it feels ethical. It feels virtuous. And it has a much stronger and a much more sustainable effect long term. So this feeds into the, the, the very popular idea of, of collaborative working, encouraging people's autonomy, which has been an idea now for quite some time. Ever since um, management consultants started telling their clients that uh, they'd get a much better result if they stopped just uh, using a command and control system based on the original military model which you have to use that in the military model because otherwise how are you going to get people to go and kill other people, which in their heart they really don't think is a good idea. So you have to use command and control in order to get people to go and do things like that, which, which left to their own devices they would not choose to do. So, yeah, fair enough in that situation. That's, that's where it's used. I am not going to go into a discussion of, of whether or not war and battle is a good idea. I, I leave that to you to have your own um, ideas about that. But coming back to this, the distinction between power over and power with, the fact is, in your organisation, in your business, in your community, you power over is probably redundant. Why would you need it? You only need it if you've got people working for you who don't really want to be there or don't really want to be following the same vision that you are. Now, if you've got people like that, I'd suggest that you that you take a look at that and do something about it. Because either you've either you've brought in the wrong people or you haven't had the right conversation with them to make sure they understand where you want to take the business and that you understand where they are and what they want to contribute and that you've actually negotiated between you a mutually beneficial contract. So if you haven't done that, 
obviously you need to do that because that's the best way to get the most out of people. And it's the best way, actually, for them to receive the most from you as their leader. Because as their leader, you're there to help them, aren't you? You're there to lead, to guide, but also to help them. And you can only do that when you are in a mutually beneficial, mutually agreed contract. And that is the first thing that you want to do if you want to then exercise power with. Because once you've got that framework in place, you can then move into that different way of relating. Which I really cannot give, I cannot do justice to that in a description. In fact, every time I've, I've been talking about this with clients who are now doing this more than they were before. My, mind you, most of them were doing it already to some extent, but because they hadn't fully bottomed out exactly how and when they were doing it and how and when they were doing power over, they weren't able to maximize it fully. So when they start maximizing it fully, that they start to have these incredible, satisfying experiences at work with people and the creativity and the innovation that's coming through is just unprecedented and unpredictable. So they, they experience that in a very, very unique way. And listening to it, it's just extraordinary. It's one of the most satisfying things in my job, listening to these stories that people tell me. And the great thing is that when you use power with rather than power over, when you're leading your organization and leading your community and in your family, you're actually doing good. Because as you work together, everybody is growing, everybody is benefiting. And guess what? You then get sustainable success. Now, understanding all this and getting a first experience of all is all very well. But you then have to turn it into a habit. So there's then a period of time of practicing using power for good. And then guess what? You naturally start finding yourself educating other people in this as well. And then welcome to my world. So we've been talking about the temptations of power and we've been talking about the extraordinary and wonderful benefits of the power with model as opposed to the seductive and tempting power over model. And please know that I am fully aware that you have very likely been using the power with model for years. And all I will say to you is, if, you, if that's what you've been doing, then thank you. Because everybody who does that is part of the solution, in my opinion. And everyone who does that is an example for others. And if you've been doing it, do it more. And teach others how to do it. In future episodes, I'm going to start responding to requests from other people. So ask me anything. Please send me requests for future episodes. You may want me to go into further exploration about a theme or a principle. You may have a challenge. You may disagree with something I've said. Or you may feel I've missed something of significance. You might have a new idea, a fresh theme or principle that you'd like me to address. Or, and this is really interesting, you may have a live opportunity 
in front of you right now. And you're curious as to how you could apply some of the themes or principles that I've been talking about to help leverage this exciting current live opportunity that you have. Please write into me with any of these things. And the best way to do that is to go to yesyounow.today slash podcast. So that's yesyounow, Y-E-S-Y-O-U-N-O-W dot today slash podcast. And just drop down to the bottom of the page and you'll see a form that you can fill in and send off. So I won't say your name or the name of your organisation when I talk about the topic you sent in, unless you specifically ask me to do so. You might want me to do so for some reason. Some people do actually like that because then other people listening to the podcast have a chance of contacting you themselves. So if you want me to name you or name your organisation, then then do. But otherwise, I won't. I will talk about it generally and I won't even drop hints just to, to, to let people know. Because <laughs> sometimes if you're, if you're running an organisation where there's only three of them in your country or, or in your continent or wherever you are, and I, and I say it's the, the third largest, then it won't be difficult for people to find out if it's yours. So, um, or the largest possibly. So yes, yes you now dot today slash podcast. Ask me anything. Send in your requests for future episodes. Thanks for listening and see you next week. You've been listening to Truth and Transcendence, the regular weekly podcast from Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. For more information, head to yesyounow.today forward slash podcast.